We live in a cynical world. A cynical world. And we work in a business of tough competitors. I love you. You complete me. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, fans of the analysis. Uh, did that theme song hype you guys up a little bit for our conversation? It always does. Makes me think about a ringtone that I had like back in '99, Mission Impossible theme song. Oh, okay. Yeah, ringtone yeah. back then. Got me in the mood a little bit for uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the, yeah, the uh, the scene in the fish tank. Yeah, exactly that. The very same. So what what what, you, what came first, Ace Ventura or Mission Impossible? Uh, I gotta I gotta imagine Mission Impossible because it was the parody spoofed it yeah. But you yeah. never know because Mission Impossible was a TV show way back when. Ooh, good call. So oh, that's it's right. possible they could have been spoofing that as opposed to the Tom Cruise movie. I don't know. Well, we're but, not here to talk about no. spoofs of other movies. We are here to do a segment that has been sweeping the nation. Uh, a new segment to the analysis, and that is a case four where we profile the career of a well-known actor and we either make a case for or against them. And today, very special, uh, very special day, we are going to be doing a case for Tom Cruise. Yes, big Tom day. Tom Cruise. How do you feel? You just took a big inhale, Dan. How do you... <laughs> I was just wondering if you're going for Eddie and Jobo there or... Uh... Wow. <laughs> so today, as guests on my on, on my uh, podcast, we have a friend of the pod. Uh, it came on for the fences chop a little while back with Darcia, but we uh, have kicked Darcia out of the room for lack of lack of reference level. Uh, but a uh, friend of the pod, JC Jeremy Clements, say hi to the people. What's going on? Good to be here again. Thanks for having me. Oh, welcome, welcome. Always, always pleasure to have someone who knows what they're talking about versus a maniac who has zero reference level. Yeah, he just <laughs> yelled and screamed the whole time. Um, but I'm glad we survived. I'm glad the podcast didn't fold. Yeah, that man tried everything he could to sabotage it, I, but I, uh, we survived. I listened to that one. It was actually the first podcast I listened to on your uh, show, and I, I thought he was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, most people disagree, but I appreciate your input, Dan. And it doesn't uh, bode well for me on your show. Here, but. That velvety voice on the other on the other side of the table is a friend of the pod, and and he just lets you know he's an avid listener, and, and we're excited to have you on, Mr. Dan Franzo. Yep, how you doing out there? Good, good. Guys having a lot of fun already. <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen, uh, let's let's get past our pleasantries here and get down to business because we got a lot to cover. Uh, you guys are familiar with the structure here, so today we are going to profile Tom Cruise's career. We are going to talk about our two favorite Tom Cruise movies or performances. You can take that however you guys want to. Uh, we're going to talk about our two least favorite Tom Cruise movies or performances. We're going to pick an underrated performance that we don't think uh, gets enough shine. And then we're going to do some alternative casting to bring it home. So first, I want to tee it up to you, JC, first. Uh, it, just in terms of first impressions, now I have a big list. I have a big spreadsheet of all the people I eventually want to do case fours. And when I brought you this list, it was a blank canvas, and you put your finger right on Tom Cruise and said, I want to do Tom Cruise. Why is that, and what are your 
what why is Tom Cruise someone that you're excited to profile? Um, I just knew that uh, he had been around for a really long time. Um, the longevity um, that he's had um, was something that really intrigued me, and and I hadn't really I, I knew he had been around for a long time, but I hadn't really dug into it to see exactly how long he had been around. Um, and and I just know whenever there is a movie with Tom Cruise in it, it immediately draws your attention. It could be a great movie, could be a shitty movie, but it's going to catch your attention because it's Tom Cruise. Um, so I was excited to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, liked a lot of movies he's been in. Some haven't been as great, but uh, I think the thing that I can say is that I'm always entertained uh, with the Tom Cruise movie. Good, bad, indifferent, I'm always entertained. So I was happy to, uh, to jump on this one. Cool. And uh, how about you, Mr. Franzo? Any first feelings or thoughts about uh, just shot out of a cannon thoughts about tc yeah very polarizing actor especially um in his later years with his uh off the camera antics however to jeremy's point everything he he's in is usually really good he's had a few stinkers but for the most part i mean if you look through his filmography you're kind of blown away at how many uh great movies he's been in really and um, he's, yeah. he's actually come out recently. He's he's still got it. it it's over, over a span of what three decades. Yeah, that he's been uh, making great movies. So definitely uh, one of the top actors out there. Yeah, and and that's that's a really good point. It's it's interesting because to to separate the actor from their uh, their media presence mm-hmm. is is often sometimes very difficult to do. But yeah, Tom Cruise. Uh, had a really hard time post Oprah Couch, the Brooke Shields uh, uh, issue, we'll call it. But yeah, he religious he really, things. Yeah, yeah. He, and then of course Scientology the Scientology. Stuff. So he really kind of didn't know if we could say that. Yeah, you know, you okay. could say Scientology. Scientology. <laughs> We've said a lot worse on here. So, um, so we, uh, yeah. So, but really, all the while putting out very consistent work and I yep. you know I, I doing the research here I looked at a lot of different lists um, I little thing I didn't know is that Tom Cruise is the first actor that's had five consecutive movies to make a hundred million dollars really which oh. is very significant in the time that it happened because it was in the early 90s okay. uh, where you know tickets were seven dollars to get into the theater versus right. 17 yeah. so yeah. Uh, I mean so just, it wasn't for inflation then no wow. and so he uh, also just it's He's got a movie. He's got Mission Impossible coming out this summer. He's yeah. still a summer blockbuster guy, and he's been doing it for for years and years. But the the filmography, and we're gonna get into that really quick. But it, the filmography is so broad. I feel, uh, and and again, to kind of echo JC's point, uh, you really get invested in his characters, and a, and a lot of these movies are successful because you care and you care about his his approach and his work and his characters, which I think is a achievement yeah and I think one of the things that surprised me the most when kind of doing some research here um, with his filmography is I think his first movie came out in 81 Um, so like uh, Dan said we're looking at 37 years later and his filmography list only has I think including movies that have not yet been released about 45 movies so if you think about it that's not a ton of movies for someone that's been around for 35 years. He went oppo Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, exactly. He's he's in maybe one movie a year and that's it. Quality. And there are other mo- there are other years when he doesn't put out a movie at all. So um, that kind of surprised me just because I was so familiar with so many of his movies. You think he has a shitload of movies out there um, that he's been in, but in actuality you look at it and especially later on in his career, um, 
it was more quality. I guess that's what he was hoping for, more quality over quantity, although it didn't always necessarily work out that way for him. Yeah. Well, let's get let's dive into the filmography here, and, and I'm going to go through it, and, and feel free to uh, chime in with, with little one-liners as I go. But uh, the, the saga started, the journey started in 1981 with a movie called Taps. Uh, in 1983, and he was very young, I believe he was just 19. Uh, and that's another thing about Tom Cruise is he basically quit high school, moved to New York, was there for about six months, and hit it big instantly. Uh, and he was working with uh, uh, Coppola, and he was working with all these fantastic directors right out of the gate, uh, with, with very little experience and very little training as well. But starts with Taps, was in a movie with Sean Penn called The Outsiders in 1983. Uh, then, uh, as well as 1983, he's in a movie called Losing It. Before he's cast as this plucky high school kid that gets involved with some ladies of the night in risky business. Uh, then uh, right out of there, he kind of sh- takes off, so is in All the Right Moves in 83, in the movie Legend in 1985, and then gets Top Gun in 86. So just three years into his acting career, he starts heading a major blockbuster piece by Tony Scott uh, in, in Top Gun. And you really feel like, when you watch that movie, you feel like you're watching a seasoned movie star, but the guy just had started his career really just three years earlier. Uh, And then Color of Money in 1986, so then he starts working with an acting legend in Paul Newman in 1986. Uh, Then in 88, or excuse, yeah, 1988, he's in Cocktail, uh, which is uh, one a Razzie, but a lot of people get behind. Uh, And then uh, 1988, he's also in Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman. That movie was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, so then after that, he goes on that run of the five, the five um, movies that all made a million dollars. So uh, Born on the Fourth of July, Days of Thunder, uh, Far and Away, 1992, A Few Good Men, 1992, uh, and then The Firm, The Firm, 1993, Interview with a Vampire, 1994, Mission Impossible, 96, and Jerry Maguire, uh, 96, Eyes Wide Shut, 1999, so he took about three years off. That's maybe where he found his religion. And after that, Magnolia, Mission Impossible 2, Vanilla Sky, Minority Report, Last Samurai, Collateral, War of the Worlds, Mission Impossible 3, Lions for Lambs, Valkyrie, Tropic Thunder, Night and Day, which was a movie, (laughs) uh, an action movie with... Cameron Diaz. Diaz, Yes, exactly. Uh, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, uh, Rock of Ages, which was an interesting choice. Jack Reacher, Oblivion, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, The Mummy, American Maid, and Mission Impossible Fallout, which is coming out this summer. Yeah. So with that said, we know the body of work. It's all been laid out for us. Only four of these movies were certified rotten. So it's a ton of work uh, that it all has been very consistently received uh, by... Uh, critics and audiences alike, but let's talk about our favorites, guys. I'm going to start with you, JC, because you're the one that brought us here. What's your first favorite Tom Cruise movie? The first movie that I put on the list, uh, I think you mentioned briefly, um, was Minority Report. Um, It was a role that he took that I had never really seen him in that kind of role before. Kind of that tortured... um, grief-stricken police officer in 
this future world. Um, I love the premise of the movie um, where they're able to uh, prevent murders before they happen based on the precogs. The precogs. Um, and then uh, I just love how it went. I love uh, his character in it, um, how he's a, a drug addict. He's buying drugs on the street, but he's also a cop. He ends up getting his, once he has been accused of uh, murdering the person that um, has supposed to have killed his his son, um, he ends up getting his eyeballs replaced, and it's just yeah. a really gritty, grimy movie um, and a role that I had never seen him in before. So I really liked it. I watch it every time it comes on. I can pick it up anywhere. In the movie, he does really well, plays really well off Colin Farrell um, in the movie, and uh, yeah, it's just one of those performances that I that I that I love. I think movies should get there should be a TNT watchability oh, yeah. factor that plays into whether a movie is good or bad. Just that rewatchability or Absolutely. pick it up if anywhere. You watch it every story. time it's on TV. Yeah, yeah like anytime yeah. TNT is always playing movies, and it's like Shawshank. Anytime yeah. that's on, you got to sit it out till the end of it. Right. Uh, and that movie. It, is definitely played on TNT and is one that you can kind of pick it up an hour in and and enjoy the rest of the ride. Yeah. Uh, One thing about that, and that's that's a Spielberg movie, Mm -hmm. we actually brought it up on our sci-fi podcast, but it's, uh, I didn't realize this until I watched the Spielberg documentary that that movie was made in the wake of 9-11. And a lot of the themes in that had to do with how we were proving people of guilt before there was any sort of due process. Yeah. And so the whole, like, you're guilty before we even, before you do anything, right. just the thought of doing mm-hmm. something makes you guilty. And that paranoia and wave of paranoia was brought, was why that script was brought on and why Spielberg was drawn to that process. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of get that context in that movie, it makes it that much stronger. No, absolutely. Cause... I didn't know that. And that definitely adds a layer to it. Um, like, going back to watch it again and now having that in mind uh, will will definitely add a little bit more to it. But that makes 100% sense when you, when you mentioned that. Yeah, and, and, and there's just a lot of really fun elements in that movie, too. Uh, again, where it's the, the future is just absurd yeah. with the car the yeah, way the cars roll yeah. on the tracks and yeah. everything and classic sci-fi film yeah, yeah i mean i think there was just another tesla uh, car accident this week right so they like, hit a police officer right? yeah, yeah we're not we're not even close not there yet no uh but yeah a really fun movie and and you kind of went um blockbuster with uh with a little bit of heart and soul in it there for your first pick yeah so. Cool. How about you, Mr. Franzo? Uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, the classic uh, Rain Man. Mm. Rain Man. Nice. I thought that um, that has to be, uh, I mean, it's a classic first off. And then just Tom Cruise to go into his um, acting job, I guess, playing a character opposite um, Dustin Hoffman's character. Just this really like morally confused man who's trying to, um, I believe, exploit him for some cash in the end, right? Yeah. I hadn't seen it in a while. I didn't. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, yeah. So, starts off with that, and then he, he's kind of like developing this relationship with his brother, who he at first wants nothing to do with, and Dustin Hoffman's character is obviously mentally disabled. So, playing opposite of a character like that and having the audience feel the emotion between those two is a, a tough thing to do, first off. And you can kind of see his character develop um, as more morally sound. And um, and I just think that that's a really powerful role that he plays. And it's also just a highly entertaining 
because it's uh it's one of those cross country films that I think everybody likes to watch. Mm-hmm. And um and then obviously the casino scene yeah, where yeah. they they find out that he can count cards is uh it's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. Match so six. yeah, just uh, a lot of different parts of that movie that uh, both touch you emotionally and both get you uh, just excited for the the writing. Yeah, and it's and the word icon you can really share with only if maybe a handful of actors. Uh, maybe I would I would get that 20 but like that's an iconic movie like you yeah. go to Vegas all the time when you're coming down those escalators yeah like you think about that you know those, those the, them in the when matching I, when suits. anybody drops a box of toothpicks I yeah. have to walk out of the room yeah exactly or I'll be there, yeah. so uh and and just to to uh give you a little so he's um he's this kind of hot shot car dealer and his business is on uh kind of Fledgling. Yeah, and his father has passed, and he's left the estate, all the entirety of the estate that would save Tom Cruise's business, he's left to his autistic son uh, instead of Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise just gets this uh, old-fashioned car. So he feels very jaded. He had a very uh, uh, splintered relationship with his father and his family. And so that arc is very much him finding the importance and the value of his family. And I think the scene that's really most touching to me is the scene at the end when Tom Cruise knows that Rainman Raymond has to go back to the home mm-hmm. and he knows that he's also not going to see any piece of this inheritance and, and his like ruse is, is up uh, but he just very tenderly tells his brother that he loves him he tells him that he's happy that he's his brother and then uh, almost in a bit of improv uh, Dustin Hoffman sets his, his sh- head on Tom Cruise's shoulder uh, and I just if you have brothers, if anyone has brothers, yeah. uh, you know me and my brothers talk about that all the time. Yeah, uh, and just that getting to that full, that bringing that full circle with that character right. is, and and you know that that part was originally supposed to be, uh, it was supposed to be for a fifty-five-year-old man. Oh wow! And and again, Tom Cruise at that point I was eighty-eight, so Tom Cruise started his career five years earlier, but Dustin Hoffman loved so much about what he did in Color of Money that he was like, we gotta get get this guy an opportunity. Right. And so they, they recast it. It was originally supposed to be, they were both about to be the, the same age, mm-hmm. and they cast it as a younger brother. It changed the dynamic, but sure. really, uh, I think the element that Tom Cruise, and it can go into underrated as well, is that a lot of people think Dustin Hoffman when they think Rain Man, but Tom Cruise is, is fantastic in that movie. Yep. So mine, my first, uh, my first one that I had is Jerry Maguire. Mm. I... Absolutely love that movie, uh, and the thing that I'm most impressed with Tom Cruise in that, and he was nominated for an Oscar for it, but the sharing that he does in that movie, and I think it's it's something that often gets overlooked. But Tom Cruise, as an actor, I feel always tries his best to service that story, and he will put his ego aside and he will share that screen, and so the ability to share those scenes and be comfortable enough to let Cuba Gooding go out and do his thing and to let Renee Zellweger go out and, and really get her share of that movie mm-hmm. and to like fully invest in the story and know about and, and, and believe in those supporting characters and their value uh, I think is fantastic but just the story in general and how he starts and you know he's very career driven and he neglects his family but yet, uh, uh, and, 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 he, and he has sacrifices in that, and, and he needs to grow in that space. But Cuba Gooding is very family-oriented, and, and he really checks all the boxes in terms of how to run your family, but he needs to grow a lot in terms of his career, and how those two 
men have to complement each other to see their fullest potential, to, to see the weaknesses in each other and to grow in that. Uh, and then it's just a sports movie. It's a very fun movie. And you want to talk about icons. A lot of famous lines, too, yeah. You completely. Yeah. You, what's more famous? What's, what's your favorite Show me line? the money. Show I mean, me the show money. Me the money um, who's coming with me yeah. who's coming when he's leaving. Um, Those are the three. The human um, head weighs eight pounds. Or yeah. The human oh, John, weighs ten pounds. Did you know my, my neighbor had thick bunny rabbits? No, I did not. <laughs> They're yeah. doing that back and forth in the car about the baseball facts. Yeah, I think one of the things with Tom Cruise is that a lot of his movies do have those like iconic lines in them. And I think Jerry Maguire could be at the top of the list of those movies that have those one-liners that everyone knows, whether they're a Tom Cruise fan or not. And some people may not even know where the line came from, but they know the line. Like... People know, show me the money. You can't handle the truth. Right. Well, that's that's Nicholson, but it's the same name. Right, right. same movie or... Um, I there, feel the need, the I need feel, for speed. Right, so there are so many lines that he has in all these movies that people know and may not even know they were him, but they're just ingrained into like society and pop culture now, um, especially for a movie like Jerry Maguire that came out in the mid-90s that people in college probably don't even know, but they know the line, "Give me or show me the money. So... I, mean, I think that's one of the great things about him is that he's able to kind of transcend the movie itself and just like create these pop culture moments from these I'm, movies. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. Favorite Tom Cruise line? And we, we're talking. I mean, I, first of all, is there anybody who has more famous one-liners than Tom Cruise? Great question. I. It's tough. It's gonna be hard for me to think of one. Um, There's actors been movies six movies every year, but they don't have the, the yeah, one-liners. I think the two uh, two that came to mind for me immediately, one was in Days of Thunder, when uh, Robert Duvall is his crew chief. Yeah, and Robert Duvall is telling him like he needs to like take it easy, and then Tom Cruise says, "Harry, I'm dropping the hammer," and he just like goes all out. And then the second one, which is one of many lines um, in Top Gun is when they're in that little study hall and he says, Slider, you stink. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in any movie ever. And then Slider like smells himself and drops the uh, like the model airplane on the desk as Tom Cruise walks away. So those are probably the two that immediately come to mind for me and there are dozens and hundreds of more probably. You got any, anything? Show me the Nothing money. Nothing bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, uh, I love the Top, uh, the, the top Gun... Um, uh, you could be my wingman. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. You could you could be my man anytime. Bullshit. You could be mine. Yeah. I don't know. I just love that. Uh, and end. then uh, show me the money's great. Uh, and um, and you complete me is, is yeah yeah, yeah you complete me you complete me pretty good. Uh, cool. So uh, uh, we'll get into JC your second favorite. Movie. Second favorite Tom Cruise movie, um, I picked Collateral. Oh, good. Um, so another role that he played that was a little, at that point, a little off-brand for what he had been doing up to that point. Um, it's just a great L.A. movie. Um, big fan of Michael Mann, who directed it. And a uh, little background of the movie, Tom Cruise plays a hitman that gets in a cab that is driven by Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is driving him all around the city as Tom Cruise is assassinating all these different people. Jamie Foxx doesn't realize it until about 
a quarter of the way into the movie, and then at that point, Tom Cruise basically takes Jamie Foxx hostage as they go around L.A. killing all these people for Tom Cruise's boss. So, um, yeah, it was a totally different look for him as well. He's got the gray spiked up hair. He's not super recognizable. Um, usually Tom Cruise, like in Top Gun or Jerry Maguire, he plays that really clean cut, um, like kind of heartthrob role. And this, he was just like a grimy fucking dude yeah. um, going around L.A. killing people. Um, so I loved it. I love the role. Um, I loved, again, how he played off of Jamie Foxx and Jada Pinkett's in it as well. Um, and then in the end, when he's killed on the subway and he's just slumped over on the subway car after... Right, after they had talked about earlier in the movie how some guy had been on the subway for however long going around and around dead and no one even noticed because they were so busy mm-hmm. just kind of going through their through their lives. So, great movie, great role. Um... Awesome. Yeah, I actually put that, I don't know if it would be considered underrated, but I don't think a lot of people remember it. That was actually my most underrated performance, mm. was Collateral. Yeah. Just because of how different, like JC said, how different a character he plays. This grimy, sadistic hitman who, uh, yeah, I mean, he's actually a terrifying character. There's a scene in the movie when they're in that club. Oh, yeah. When he probably kills about 25 dudes yeah. in the matter of, like, five minutes, and it's just incredible um it's such a great action scene and he pulls it off yeah he did it really well um just like a stone cold killer like not something we had ever seen from him before so i agree that it's underrated as well didn't know what i was watching going into it and just one of those movies you go in raw and you walk away blown away yeah it was awesome it's one of those drama action movies yeah there's there's a lot of there's a lot of quiet moments in that and Mm -hmm. those are my favorite parts of that moment because it's it's very much front seat back seat a lot of that movie takes place in those it's the hits are very short except there's one extended scene in the club yeah but a lot of that movie is the the give and take of those two actors and i really that that was enough for me there's there's a little like hollywood and twist where Jada Pinkett is on the hit list on at the, the end, list. and that was yeah. a little too Hollywood for me. Yeah, what are the but ads? I was just the two of them, and just what would you do if there was a, a trained assassin in your back seat, and you knew at one point he's going to kill you unless you find a way out of this, right. and, and just the the everyman nature of Jamie yeah. Foxx, yeah. and, and, and kind of putting yourself in the driver's seat. Something that's happened to all of us. Oh, like, sure. How are yeah. we going to react? Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> happened to me a couple oh. days ago in an Uber. Yeah, how different? <laughs> how different is that movie when in the Uber era? Oh my god, uh, I don't even know if you can make that movie like, now yeah. with all the stuff that's happened mm-hmm. um, with that. But yeah, to, to your point, there there are a couple of like action sequences, but a lot of it is. Like quiet, like when they're in the club, the the jazz club. Yeah. Um, when he's about to oh, kill. Oh man, that's that was intense. that guy. What an intense, intense scene that yeah. was when they're all the Miles this, the, Davis. Yeah, three of them are sitting there at the table, and Jamie Foxx knows that he's gonna kill the dude, and uh, well, the dude yeah. knows he's in trouble. Too, the dude eventually but... knows he's in trouble, um, and then he's like, "Yeah, just let me go, and I'll go so far away, you won't ever see yeah. me again, or whatever." And Tom Cruise just answer this question. Yeah, he could not care less, and just you know sits there and has a drink with the dude and then kills him so yeah it's uh it's a great movie i love it so so franzo you had that as your underrated yeah. what was your second uh second movie second tc movie second second, movie. second favorite second favorite so i'm actually gonna pick one that i think fell under a razzie but since it's my kind of atmosphere <laughs> 
What do you think it is? A cocktail, man. You got the vodka. You got the, I'm uh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure at some point you've had an getting empty bets, vodka bottle getting, in your apartment, yeah. and you've been trying the moves, uh, right? Yeah. Getting bets to to sleep with older, wealthy oh, yeah. women. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's every young man's dream. New York to City. Live, yeah. Had to go from New York City to a tropical location, and uh, you know, have a good time. But um, I, I don't know. Something about it just. Uh, the one thing I love it, it, about it, just, it is that she makes him beg. Like there's yeah. a, there's a true groveling scene when he's coming back to Elizabeth Shue after yeah. he's been with that other woman. I can't believe you guys knew. Well, I mean, I mentioned it's a Razzie, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's always been a movie I've enjoyed. Had no idea it had such uh, poor ratings until I was mm. about to get on here and I I double checked it and uh, I I didn't stray away from it. I'm staying true to myself. Cocktail. Uh, Got snubbed for an Academy Award, I think. That's the best movie ever made, ever, ever. Uh, no, I, I honestly think it's fun too. And again, it's, it's icon. And, and I, even for a movie that people didn't like, and rom com from the '80s that normally, how many rom coms were made in the '80s that we probably have oh no idea God, about? Yeah. But the fact that this is still, at least, was part of classic. Part of us because up. Tom Cruise was in it, right? Yeah, and you know, it's still fun. That the and and that's another thing about Tom Cruise is that. His commitment to shit and just like learning that yeah, that's really impressive. The bottle stuff. I, I know yeah. people that have tried to do the like we're we're servers at a bar and it's like man I can't pull any of that off. Yeah. The fact that he you know he spent the time and took took the time to to put that in there uh, is, is is really impressive to me and it's fun. You you buy into his character. You want those relationships to work. Uh, and you like the the, the the dynamic with him and the older Irish his mentor. Yeah. 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 Who. <laughs> ultimately screws him over yeah yeah but ends up doing him a favor in the long run um so uh fun fun movie it's a fun movie i'd agree lighthearted. uh there were a a lot there were a lot i could have picked um going over it but uh cocktail was one that's just always stood out as a good uh again another good good tnt movie movie. as well another good cable tv movie when it's on so there you go just veg out for a little bit watch it yeah I agree. Uh, my second favorite actually is A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for the dramas. So uh, just in terms of iconic, this is another TNT rewatchable oh, as yeah. hell. Uh, just a loaded cast. And I, I guess some of the, the parts to me, I, I think it's it's very challenging performance. In, in the courtroom drama, uh, he's actually played four different lawyers at different parts mm-hmm. of his career but uh the it's suspenseful as hell this yeah. movie is uh and i just the the work he does between him and jack nicholson in it is, is truly uh two heavyweight boxers to, to use a shitty metaphor but like oh, blow yeah. for blow uh i i've always just been really enamored and then i i've just heard of other actors talking about what it was like to be on set with uh, with Tom Cruise and how Kiefer Sutherland was uh, he's one of the mm-hmm. witnesses at one point and he's coming out of his trailer and he's like Tom Cruise is almost he's in a half jog borderline running to the set and he's just kind of he's so prepared and he's so energetic that he's like alright come on guys let's go let's pick it up let's get to the set blah 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 and just the tone that he sets on his movies and his prep uh, just some of those war stories coming out of that uh, movie, I, I've always really kind of put it in another level for me. But uh, yeah, when I think of Tom Cruise, and, and, and 
Top Gun was a very, very close second for me. Uh, you know, and that's another iconic movie, and it, it's got its own cheese to it. But uh, I, I, I had to land on A Few Good Men. Yeah, yeah I have his performance um, and A Few Good Men is my favorite Tom Cruise performance. Um, but the movie didn't do it for you, huh? The movie does it for me. Um, I love the movie. I had to pick it's two. It's my cousin Vinny. Right, yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> Very true. That's what I wrote down when I was actually thinking of it. It's no my cousin Vinny. Uh, but no, I love the movie. Uh, Where's that Pesci, yeah. Tom Cruise like battle scene? The crush red velvet exactly. uh, suit. Um, but I love the performance in it. Um, him, like you said, and Nicholson going head to head. Um, and that last scene, um, or even when he goes to the to Guantanamo Bay the first time, um, and just the the star power in the movie to think about the people that are in that movie, and uh, you know how Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson kind of separated themselves a little bit at the end. But yeah, like I said, that's my favorite performance of his. Again, a lot of different one-liners in there that you can think of. Um, one that comes to mind for me is when he meets with Kevin Bacon in the restaurant, and they're trying to come up with. He tells Kevin Bacon that he has um, one of the witnesses, and Kevin Bacon's like, no, it's not going to really matter. And then he yells at him, he goes, you're a lousy fucking softball player, Jack, yeah, yeah. as he's leaving the, the restaurant. I just love you that. You like the one-liner insults right before you walk I in. do, man. That's, yeah. that's, one that's here. how I do it. That's how I do it. I'm going to insult both of you right before I leave <laughs> okay. this podcast. So. I... Uh, I uh, I also love the why they order the code red. Yeah. Like the, the the delivery of the line yeah. on that turn where he knows he has him. Yeah. Right? Where he says, you just said that they, no, like, if you want me to play it back and he starts to belittle right. Nicholson, which just drives him that oh, much yeah. farther. It's like, you just said that they follow orders or people die, so why order the code red if you already had ordered them not to? Right. And that whole, once Nixon, and, 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 and just the strategy to play that out. I know that's some of that's performance, but the discovery of it, yeah, just I just love it. Lie. Yeah, you know, he's like, well, why did you have to transfer him off the base if you'd already? Yeah, told you already gave the order, and, and your orders are always right. followed, right? So if you mm-hmm. told him not to touch him. Do you why want me to play to it back transfer? for you? I can play it back for you. Ah, fucking yeah, rah, rah, rah. And now we're off to yeah. you're off to you can't handle. Yeah, everybody loves a good courtroom drama, oh, yeah. and that's one of the best ones. There out hasn't there. been any in a while. No. Yeah. There's been my cousin Vinny and a okay. few good men. We have already talked way too much. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. So uh, we've all done our, our two favorites now. Let's dive into the other side of the coin, the uh, thorns. So we've talked about our roses. Let's talk about our thorns and our least favorite. Or uh, get a full profile here. We've been doing a lot of shine. Let's talk about some of the things that didn't work out so well for Tommy Cruz. I'm going to go to Dan first. All right. Well, uh, the I'm honestly going to go with a couple of movies that I've only really glossed over on TV, <laughs> and that's uh, the first um, is purely out of principle, and that's The Mummy. Oh, you've seen The Mummy. I have, okay. and I, I just think that um, anybody that tries to come at a reboot of a Brendan Fraser movie is yeah. not going to uh, have I heard it was result. rumored for Blast for the Past as well, the reboot of that, but, uh, you know. Tom Cruise is going to be in yeah, Blast yeah, for the Past? Yeah, there was a rumor of him in the reboot. If we're lucky. <laughs> about the only one mentioning old crappy movies. Yeah. Yeah. Glad about that. But, uh, so yeah. I didn't see it, but I would have loved to see it so I could put it on my list. But uh, It's not worth seeing. It's uh, very similar to um, Independence Day Resurgence. Was that what it was called? Oh, yeah. 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 With the really big alien in the end. Right, so um, it's it's just one of those movies you hear that you know you, you got no reason to see it. Don't waste your time. But there you are laying on your couch, hungover, trying to see anything that can take your mind off the pain. And there's <laughs> Mommy for five ninety nine on demand. And uh, there you are, two hours later, um, 
wishing that you uh, just kept drinking. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, just at that point. <laughs> Should have just got out of my Just to kept drinking instead of ordering that movie. But, uh, yeah, that's, okay. uh, that's, that's the worst one. I got nothing else to say about that one. JC, down the line. I actually had the mummy on mine as well. Ooh, um, double mummy. Wow. Just a disaster. I they don't hear about this. Yeah, I know. Well, hopefully Tom doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> I know he's big into the... The analysis podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a terrible movie. I mean, I think when it came, when you saw the previews, it was like, why is Tom Cruise doing a remake of yeah. the Brendan Fraser Interesting movie? Interesting choice, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why? Shouldn't it be the other way around, maybe? Yeah. Um, but it was just terrible. <laughs> it was nothing new. They should remake Cocktail with Fraser. Just right, for, exactly. See make it just see what happens. Right. See, see if that works <laughs> see out it. better. I would t- um, but uh, yeah, so that was one of mine. Uh, the other one that I had on there... Um, which will kind of contradict something I say a little bit later on in the podcast is Mission Impossible 2. Okay. Um, it just wasn't a good movie. Um, That's the Ang Lee yes. Metallica soundtrack. Yes. Um, it just wasn't... Coming off Mission Impossible, which is right up there for me with favorite Tom Cruise movies, into Mission Impossible 2 really let me down. Um Andy Newton was in there. It just just wasn't yeah. good. Uh, it kind of took the franchise off the rails for me a little bit there. Um, it did bounce back, but it was it just wasn't good. wasn't entertaining. I just didn't like it coming off the first one. The Red so. Desert. He's on the rocks in the beginning of yeah, it. Yeah, like hanging there, and then the motorcycle scene. It was just a little bit too much for me. He was trying a little too hard, it seemed like, in that one with the long hair. and Did he become a caricature of himself in the first one? From yes, the first one? from the I would say that's a very good description of it. He yeah. kind of became a caricature of uh, Ethan Hunt from the first one. So that was my second one. So yeah. we've touched on just, both of mine there. To stay with the theme of, of uh, sequels, mine was Jack Reacher two and mm. uh, Jack Reacher two. That's purely because I, I hadn't seen Jack Reacher one, and <laughs> which is which is my great. my logic was I didn't see Jack Reacher one. I know it got decent reviews, but I have to imagine um, I'm a pretty big movie buff. And um, I didn't watch the sequel to uh, Jack Reacher 1. I have to imagine Jack Reacher 2 is pretty bad. That's just mm. my own logic. Okay. Now, you boys tell me. You saw Jack Reacher 1. Have you seen Jack Reacher 2? I have seen I have both. not because Jack and? Reacher 1 is on my worst list. Wow. Yeah. I like Jack Reacher. Fuck Jack Reacher. Um, Get out. Yeah. They I just like recast that. it. He's already out. Jack Tom Cruise doesn't even want to be in Jack Reacher. Yeah, anymore. okay. I had a feeling. Just, but, uh, I mean, I guess compared to the second one, I like Jack Reacher. Um, What's the difference between Jack Reacher and the Bourne movies? Uh, I mean, besides that, we, there's some memory Besides loss. that, the Bourne movies are a lot better. I love yeah. the Bourne movies. That's, um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, like, what, are they, what, what else are they trying to say with Jack well, Reacher? What's the uh-huh. plot? Could somebody give me the plot of the Jack Reachers? He's, He's like an ex-military like an guy, something or other. Um, like, I'm not saying that he should have won any sort of Academy Award or anything for it. I'm just saying that... When Dan's hung over on a Sunday looking for something to do, this might be a little bit better than The Mummy. Yeah. So, and you could probably find it for free. You won't have to waste five ninety nine. You think? I think so. Right. So, if, if, if we're already going there, uh, Night and Day is definitely on my uh, worst list. That movie is has no purpose. And I just, I'm not Cameron Diaz. I just don't like Cameron no? Diaz. So, it's just... Again, you got motorcycles on there. I can't remember when when I watch a whole action movie and I can't remember any specifics. I guess that's it probably missed in terms of the story with me. Uh, and then I also I, I'm a little off the beaten path, but I really did not like Eyes Wide Shut. 
So okay. I had Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. It's kind of a dark horse. It's not a long uh, time ago. Negative for me. But speaking of trying too hard, uh, Kubrick mm-hmm. was just uh, towards the end of it there. I think that was actually his last movie. I think so. But uh, there was just, it was, uh, it's like six, maybe six days long. Six yeah, full it, days they yeah, got to watch I that agree. movie. Uh, it does have the orgy scene um, yeah. in it, but uh, yeah, you guys remember any specifics besides the fact that there's a big orgy in that movie? No, I a just remember that and a lot orgy? of like masks. Yeah, that was really the thing that stood out. Do you remember um, anything in terms of what his character was doing, what the purpose no. was? Yeah, and I didn't go re- revisit it because I, I didn't have six days to spare. Yeah, it's uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, there's, there's some cheesy stuff in here. Interview with the Vampires mm. is kind of, uh, especially for men our age, yeah. people debate whether that's good or not. But uh, overall, I mean, you're kind of, I never saw Rock of Ages or the Mummy movies. Some notables, I think, are War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds is not good. As far as sci-fi good. goes, not good. I didn't like Love War of the Worlds. Oh, man, I like Love War of the Worlds. Worlds. Yeah. And then also the other one, uh, was it End of Days? End of Days Another was really sci-fi. good. Another sci-fi. Love End And of I just Days. didn't choose those because I was going to, I liked the sci-fi too much. It actually yeah. over blew uh, Yeah, we spent a lot of time on drama, but we didn't. We, yeah. JC really Yeah, a lot of good action. sci-fi, Minority Report, War World, um, and that was Spielberg too, which I would have just gone off on a Spielberg rant. Right. I wanted to save the show from that. <laughs> so yeah, no, well, he's been he's been a lot of good stuff. To save us from that, uh, let's go into underrateds real quick. So uh, underrated. I already mentioned Collateral. We collateral. Into I'm gonna go into mine. Um, so mine's Color Money. Have you guys seen Newman, Color yeah. Money? Paul Newman. It's a it's a sequel to The Hustler, but done mm-hmm. decades later. And this is Tom Cruise's. Basically, uh, second main role after he did um, the Risky Business movie. And he plays this... So Paul Newman's this... Now he's this uh, pool shark mentor. And he's trying to teach this young, hotshot, up-and-coming pool kid the art of hustling people in pool halls uh, before they both kind of square off and... Uh, meet in this pool championship. They, they have kind of a falling out uh, halfway through their road trip. Another road trip movie, mm. to your to your credit. But halfway through this oh, kind of stuff. winter Midwest road trip on our way to Atlantic City, uh, uh, they, they have a falling out, and then they find each other in the semifinals of this pool hall. But Tom Cruise is perfect as that. I mean, it, it's a perfect role for him, this, like, cocky, fun... Uh, you know, like, won't listen to the old man because I know better. It, it really fit a lot of his strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then going back to the process and going back to how Tom Cruise prepares, the, the, there was a professional pool player that taught uh, him how to, how to play because Paul Newman had already done a lot of work. But uh, by the end of the shoot, the professional pool player, his teacher, said that he could have easily joined in competitions and played professionally yeah, if he wasn't well. an actor because he was that good he his prep and his his uh, commitment to the craft was that good yeah. uh and it it's just a really i think it's a really great movie and uh and i again he's support he's very much support to Paul Newman in that but just mm-hmm. watching him at the age of 21 3 years into his career uh sparring with an acting legend it's it's underrated and mm-hmm. people don't think about it people don't think about color money is off the top of their head so uh, that's that's where I went. I also uh, to a shout out said Magnolia. Mm. The the because uh, he does. The, have you guys seen Magnolia? Uh, I did see it when it, yeah when it uh, yeah. initially came. So out. So he plays this. Uh, he does these 
forums. He does these uh, conference halls mm-hmm. about like how dudes can pick up chicks, and it's really funny. You know, it, it's a weird Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah. But uh, his his character is just off the wall bizarre. And again, it's completely misogynistic. You'd never be able to make that character no. in today's Hollywood. Nope. But uh, it's it's really ridiculous. It's supposed to be absurd. Right. But uh, I I liked him in that as well. How about you guys? Underrated uh, JC that you. Um, I had a couple. Well, the one uh, that I picked um, was just the the Mission Impossible franchise of movies. Um, I think he he doesn't necessarily get enough credit for playing that role for so long. Um, when Mission Impossible came out, when he was Ethan Hunt that first one um seeing him as like the cia operative um was awesome i love mission impossible another movie that anytime it's on i'm gonna watch it and then like i said after the second one it kind of got off the rails a little bit but then i thought with the third one they got it back on track and then with the most recent ones i've liked uh ghost protocol and um what was the one the most recent one it wasn't ghost protocol there was one more that was after that four so there's more than four, I think. There's four. Uh, there's one possible Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, yes. Rogue Nation was the most recent one, and then there's another one, Fallout, coming out this yeah, summer. Yeah, this summer. Um, but he does his own stunts, which is incredible. The dude's almost sixty, I think, and he's still. Is he? Yeah, that's my issue with Mission Impossible, though. Is like, shouldn't someone be able to kick this fifty-five-year-old man's ass like, at some point? Have you seen the dude with the shirt? Did you see Rogue Nation? Yeah, when he was when he was like, but there's no like other super secret op like dude that's trained up in his twenties that can't take like go the bond route and just replace him. I don't. I don't know. I just. I just. At at some point, it becomes unbelievable that there's no one on Earth that can beat up this fifty-five. And I also think that the movies, that the Mission Impossible movies, have gone more from in the beginning with Mission Impossible when it was more kind of mental. Like, I have to outsmart you to now more, like, physical stuff. Yeah, there's a scene where it's, like, Henry Cavill as a linebacker yeah. like in the in the trailer, like, and they're, like, in a fist brawl. And I'm like, well, come, it's a 50-year-old man. The dude's ripped, like, though, man. I know, but... It, there's, there's a lot of Scientology in there. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, well, maybe Michael Jordan's not in great shape. But there's people that are in good shape that still they can't play in the NBA anymore. They can't ball, you know? So it's like, I think eventually, if he's going hand-to-hand with some of these young, also-trained military guy. But he's got that 20 years of experience and he's got the old man strength. He does have the, the co- <laughs> old man strength. That's true. You we know what I mean? Yeah, we didn't consider I didn't he's like, he's like the dude at the YMCA you're playing basketball yeah. against. He's yeah. like 60 in decent shape, but he knows all the angles and yeah. he knows how to just back you down. Yeah. And but just eventually that guy's going to take an L at some point. When he like right? tears his ACL. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to happen right. at some point, but we, yeah. we're just not there yet. Yeah. Right. Well, um, and my other one, I think... Uh, Dan mentioned it briefly was Edge of Tomorrow um, with Emily Blunt I, really I love like that movie, that movie. You, um, lo- I you, say, yeah, you love Emily Blunt that's what I mean in addition yes okay. I mean she's great okay. um, I have no problem with Emily Blunt um, and she's badass in that movie um, but I like that movie. It was a different role for him as yeah, well. Yeah, a surprisingly so. good sci-fi movie, yeah. which isn't always... It came out of nowhere. Sci-fi. It did. It did. And another one that actually came out of nowhere that I want to mention just because I already had collateral with one of Jeremy's best is uh, American Made that mm. just came out. Yeah. Really, yeah. this these are the movies that are keeping Tom Cruise relevant. I think the Mission Impossibles are kind of just there. I haven't seen the most recent ones, but I can't imagine they're nearly as good as the first one. Yeah. Where American Made, that didn't get a lot of hype. That didn't get a lot of publicity. That I watched it and I was like, this is a 
quality movie. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's a Qu- true definition of underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Quality movie, totally surprising. Um, it just showed that Tom Cruise is polarizing as he is because this is all coming after kind of people get rubbed the wrong way about it, like we were talking about earlier. But here he is again captivating you on screen, and you just have to give credit to the guy. Yeah. And, uh, that was a good one. I, I was wondering if someone was going to bring that up. I'm glad that you guys also. And I also want to circle back to your to your Mission Impossible, Ethan Hunt, just hate. I wasn't hating on it. I the just man, think someone should beat his ass. Right. The man may be 60 in real life, but how old is he in the actual Mission Impossible That's movies? That's a good point. He could, he could alone win the... The heavyweight championship at like sixty five. Yeah. Well, they did. They did roll Rocky's old ass back out there uh, about a, ten years ago. Right. He was able to ball. Yeah. So, so Ethan what? Hunt may be sixty in real life. In the movie, he may be forty in his early forties. Okay. Right. So you know what? Back up. We don't a know that. All right. All right. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna, because you're a guest. I'm gonna give you. Just let me take that. So we're gonna talk about alternative casting now to bring it home. Before we do. I want to list some of, and man, this guy's been big in Hollywood for a long time, so he's been rumored or connected to a, a ton of huge movies. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go down the list real quick here. So the first one of note I had was he was originally rumored for Neo in Matrix. I don't know if you guys I heard that one. I didn't see that, yeah. Wow. Uh, Turned it down. Charlie Sheen's part in Wall Street. Uh, he was Kevin Bacon. We were talking about him and Kevin Bacon were together. Mm-hmm. Footloose. Uh, he was originally rumored for the lead in Speed. Uh, turn that down for Keanu Reeves. You could amazingly see him in all of these. Donnie Brasco. He was mm-hmm. supposed to be Donnie Brasco earlier. What can't he, can't he uh, do? Beautiful yeah. Minds. He was really supposed to do that instead of Russell Crowe. Russell Crow. really? mm-hmm. uh, Benjamin Button. Early talks for that. Turn that down. Uh, originally in the 90s, they were thinking about making an Iron Man movie with him. Yeah. Uh, original choice for uh, Tom Ripley and the talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, Enemy of the State was another one they wanted him for. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, Crimson Tide. Uh, Rain Over Me, which was the Adam Sandler, like, Bob Dylan-looking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, End of Days, which was uh, the Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger one. Uh, was considered for uh, Vincent Mancini in The Godfather 3. Mm. Uh, was uh, also considered for a role in Cold Mountain. Uh, was also considered, and a really big one was Henry Hill in Goodfellas. Ray Liotta's would have ruined... Wow. I was going to make a joke about it, ruining Godfather 3. So it wasn't very good to begin with, but Goodfellas, oh, thank goodness man. he was not in that. Yeah. Yes, so that was a, that was one that worked out. Some they, of these I could really, yeah. I mean, Neo in the Matrix. Was he just course. considered or offered the role for Goodfellas? Uh, he was, I believe he was offered it, but I, wow. I can't confirm. Wow. And then finally, uh, just really interesting, but they used his likeness as uh, the inspiration for Aladdin. The drawing of Aladdin is supposed to look like uh, Yeah, no, that Greece. makes sense. I thought that was you, Dan. Yeah, yeah well, I was going to be in for Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, you just want to take it. your shirt off. You just look for the guys. You look for the, any any movie character. I haven't taken my shirt off in five years. Sort of <laughs> yeah, that's he why does. I got. That's why I hired Jeremy. He does have a carpet though that he brings everywhere with him. Just rides around. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is true. He's got that little it's a big parachute uh, pants. And he's got a, a monkey that sits on his shoulder. Yep. So uh, uh, let's get into our own alternative casting, just roles that we think Tom Cruise may have uh, shined in. So. Uh, uh, we'll start with you, Franzo. It's your alternative casting. Okay. Uh, it's Aladdin, by the way. Is it? So, oh, okay, um, no, he wants to be referred to oh, as Aladdin. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were saying Tom Cruise as Aladdin. Both. Yeah, no, actually, Tom Cruise playing the actual... On, aren't they turning that into a real yeah, action but they're, they're hiring an actual Middle Eastern well, maybe I got a shot. Yeah, yeah. Done with yeah. casting? Yeah, casting. Anyways, um, I'm going to call out one of the ones that you'd mentioned, and uh, it's for... I've been going back to his real-life persona, so I'm going to bring this one back. Uh, Kevin Bacon, 
and Footloose purely because I think how he acts in real life just reminds me of Kevin Bacon in Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> um, specifically, the, the uh, dancing on the couch scene on the Oprah Winfrey show, just his yeah. overall giddiness and excitement when he was starting to date Katie Holmes and profess his love for her. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like this oblivious, like surreal excitement that just no one can really relate to. No one in real life dances like Kevin Bacon danced in Footloose. Yeah. I would love to see like 40-year-old Tom Cruise from like 2002 as the young boy uh, in Footloose. Yeah. I, I don't want to have him be uh, of that age. I want him in that moment that movie just, just described. Watching it, it made me just feel awkward. Yeah. And that's how I feel when I watch Tom Cruise. So we'll I just... Talk, that Tom one, Cruise that the one, person. That, yeah, Tom Cruise the person. Every character Tom Cruise has played, I'm blown away um, for the most part. But his real-life um, uh, persona is very similar. If anyone's you know seen... Yeah. Have you seen Footloose? I'm never going to be able to see it the same have way. Have you again. seen Footloose? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I saw Jerry, it yeah, back in the day. Probably not in the last 15 years. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so I have to go back and, and rewatch it so, through, through, that, yeah. through those lenses now. You almost put his head... You know how they do at, at Christmas time or whatever? You can do the where you put your head in there and it's like dancing elves that elves, come dancing. Yeah. Like yeah. if you almost just put his head on I'm Kevin Bacon's Bacon. body, yeah. I could... That just, would be his a lot like of legs just keep moving the yeah. whole film. It's yeah. really quite lovely. But anyways, that's, uh, that's all okay, I got to say good. about that. What about my... you, JC? Bring it home. Um, to go back to the list that you ran through there, man, how fortunate is Keanu Reeves? That yeah, These seriously. people keep passing on these roles that are incredible movies. I also read when I was doing a little research that Will Smith passed on Neo yeah, uh, because he couldn't wrap his head around the concept of there being like this alternate world. Um, and he looks back on it and he, he has some regrets. But... Yeah, really, uh, like, they really tried to look at a lot of different people before they They did. And, and you look back on it now, and I really couldn't imagine anyone else being Neo outside of Keanu Reeves. Uh, I think he's perfect he's for He's so it. robotic and wooden in his acting. It actually It works yeah. out really well. And in Speed, I thought he was great in that, too. Um, yeah, two Tom Cruise turndowns. Yeah, so for me, I kind of thought about it at, at a bit of a, just a broader level. I would like to see him... In some sort of like Marvel, Marvel or DC yeah. superhero movie, like he's never been in a superhero movie that I can remember. That's a good call. Um, I was specifically thinking about maybe the Ben, uh, the Ben Affleck uh, Batman character being Tom Cruise instead of Ben Affleck, because I couldn't see him being the Christ- the Christian Bale one. I think he would be a better Ben Affleck, or maybe going back a little bit further, maybe like the Clooney. What about a Black Panther? <laughs> uh, that was actually going to be next on the list. The Black Panther or the Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. <laughs> either of those roles I think he would be great for as well. Um, but yeah, just some sort of Marvel Universe or DC Universe um, uh, role. What about what about if he played, and I don't think age-wise it would have worked out, but what if he would have been Han Solo in the original Star Wars movies? Oh, yeah. I could see that, right? Mm-hmm. With the, we're with the we're just talking about that. And you know who was supposed to be the original Han Solo? Uh, I'm. I think I do know this. Um, I actually don't. Three, three men and a baby. Your boy, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck yeah. yeah, I think Tom Selleck was he supposed to be um, Indiana Jones as well? Shoot, you know what? I mixed it up. It is it's Indiana not, Jones. Okay, Detroit, no. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think I, I, Jones. I don't remember if it because like Star Wars wasn't big, so there wasn't like a lot of names attached. Yeah, to it. Star Wars yeah. wasn't that like James Earl Jones is the only name really involved. Yeah, but anyways, I think that's a good call out. When you were listing those, I was actually thinking to myself how he hasn't been in 
a comic book movie man. Yeah. Maybe that's because he doesn't want to get typecasted and then have to be in all those. You know, you got to sign contracts yeah. to be in six movies after because they bring the whole universe together. I, he seems more to me like a villain in a in a movie. Yeah, comic book movie. Like I could see him doing almost like a, a Lex Luthor or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. He doesn't need the paycheck. A lot of times, those movies are just like career yeah. like you're set for your career oh, yeah. if you get into One it I don't think yeah. he has the character piece to do like necessarily like a joker but I could see him kind of being like businessman evil yeah somewhere. I agree like maybe even like Jeff Bridges in the Iron Man the uh, the, the bad guy that Jeff right. Bridges played or like Dr. Octopus yeah I could see him doing yeah. that Doc Ock so uh, mine I had I had two that I did the first one just kind of he seems really military to me he's actually mm-hmm. played a member of each branch of the military okay. so Air Force with Top Gun he was a naval SEAL uh, uh, Top Gun was the Navy Navy no Top Gun was Air Force pretty sure it was the Navy no because he was a naval officer in Few Good Men then he was um, Army in Edge of Tomorrow and then he was a Marine in Born on the Fourth of July so my thing and we could obviously look this up we have internet access here they were on aircraft carriers in Top Gun. But don't they collaborate? The Air Force so I'll, I'll look well, it up right now. you look right it up now. while I do this. So, uh, they so use mine, the aircraft carriers for So mine, because of the military, he also has very, has has very perfect running form. You ever watch oh, him every movie? It's just like flawless. But uh, I just think mixing the dramatic element with some of the... the uh, military stuff that he does well. I would like to see him do Jeremy Renner's part, William James and the Hurt Locker. Oh yeah, Ooh, I think that would have been a really good kind of mix of all of his different skill sets, uh, and that's just a, a, a great movie. And Renner was great in it, but I think Tom Cruise would have would have hit that yeah. part. Uh, uh, even though Renner, there, there's kind of a, a nice unknownness to him exactly so yeah. he's got this darkness to him that I don't know that you might be able to get might all that on. darkness out of Tom Cruise if you, you went did. into it without preconceived notions of the, the movie star Tom Cruise Ooh, I is, think it would yeah. have been a really good part yeah. for him to play yeah. and another one just in terms of his general energy and I, I, I would have loved to see him because I think he does great work with great scripts uh, I would have loved to see him uh, chew on Mr. Orange from Reservoir Dogs which is Tim mm. Roth's character yeah. leading out yeah uh, and I think at that point, I think they're about the same age, Tim Roth and Tom Cruise. And in just it, it, at that point in the early 90s, uh, that the whole monologue that he's got to go through as a cop. And, and Tom yeah. Cruise seems very cop that can play street smart. Uh, and then just kind of the the challenge of the acting of like uh, of the pace of the movie and having to slowly bleed out and mm-hmm. having the specificity of that. But just all the drama between him and Harvey Keitel, I think that could have been a really interesting uh, part and I would have loved to see him. Yeah, that's a good call. I like that one. Um, I could definitely, yeah, I could yeah. definitely Give see that. The Wolf, Pulp Fiction. There yeah, you go. yeah. Oh, Harvey Keitel and Pulp. Or you could see Tom. Could you see Tom Cruise as almost like a Vincent Vega? Mm. Nah, it's too much. Nah, too iconic. He could be yeah. the Wolf. He's got yeah. the, kind of the the character he played in uh, Collateral. Yeah, almost similar. Okay, he could be like the Wolf. Yeah, cool. Where, where are we going, Jeremy? Can you say something? No, I was I was just gonna say that I could see him uh, playing Tim Roth's character for sure. Um, it's hard, like you said, Bob, with our preconceived or just knowing what we know now, to have him like place back into these movies, like Jeremy Renner's role in, in Hurt Locker. I have a harder time wrapping my head around, um, but I'm sure he would. Well, say like say they had made Hurt Locker and, and or Tom Cruise was that wasn't a huge star yet. Could you see the right. skill sets aligning? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I'm, from what Tom Cruise has done, just the range of, of roles he's played, I'm sure he could definitely do it um, yeah. if it would have come around at a time where he was 
are relatively unknown. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, final final case four. What are you guys gonna make uh, any strong stances? My my case four would at least be. Uh, despite all of his crazy antics uh, in the yeah. media, that uh, he's one of the greatest film stars since I've been alive, at least. He's at top ten on a lot of different lists. Uh, you think about Blockbuster, you think about icons, I, I would put him, and this is a bold claim, but I would put him as an iconic actor. Which a- I don't, absolutely, I don't and I don't think it's that bold. Um, but, yeah, you, your theme goes along with mine for the show, that with everything um, you know, off the screen and the polarizing figure he is there uh there's no disputing his talents as an actor and the way that he can captivate an audience and bring in a crowd um and uh you know that that's and in over three and a half decades almost four decades that's unprecedented in a lot of ways yeah Um, no i agree with everything you guys have said um i just think with entertainment and sports and all that you know we don't know these people personally so when you separate their professional lives from their personal lives, if we're just focusing on Tom Cruise as an actor, um, over the last 35 years, it's hard to really think of anyone else who has had the consistent, just like, bankability that he's had when he has a movie come out. You're like, shit, I'm going to have to go see this to check it out at some point. So. Yeah. He's been uh, something to count on. Um, and before you wrap it up, Bob, I did want to circle back to the Air Force? to the Top Gun situation. Um, Wikipedia says Cruz plays Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell, a young naval aviator. All right, well, um, fuck me. That's I, I read that on the internet. I wrote it down, but you can't trust everything like I, on Wikipedia. I also did there. some fact checking. Um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective came out in 94. Mission Impossible, 96. There okay, you go. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, with that said... So we're going to have to totally TMZ's on in 20 minutes. I'm going uh, to play you guys out with some love and feeling you from that Naval Academy group. Uh, and uh, JC, insult us real quick on our way out. Uh, let us both know our, our one-line insults as we leave it. Darcia was better. All right. Well, hey, you stink. And uh, you suck at softball, JC. So we'll see you guys all next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Say bye. 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 You've lost that love and feeling. Whoa, that love and feeling. You've lost that love and feeling. Now it's gone, gone, gone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I don't know. Since, uh... Puberty? Right, puberty.